The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2827. The Inquisitorious has appeared in comics, in animation, and in video games, and now they're making the jump to live action with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I thought it might be fun to look briefly at some fast facts about the Inquisitorious to enhance our enjoyment of them as a source of conflict in that Kenobi series. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the background of the Inquisitorious is that Emperor Palpatine, Sheev Palpatine, Darth Sidious decided that he wanted to have an army of force-sensitive spies, force-talented spies as it's put in the comics, people who would be his eyes and ears across the galaxy once he took over the galaxy, once he initiated his grand plan to have all the Jedi eliminated and whatnot. Part of his plan involved kidnapping force-sensitive children and turning them to the dark side of the force. Now there were a couple of episodes in the Clone Wars animated series where that was actually happening, even though the scope and intention of the plan wasn't necessarily discovered, but Anakin and Ahsoka actually broke up one of these situations. Cad Bane had been tasked with kidnapping some Force-sensitive children. That was part of what Sidious had in mind. Ultimately, to get the Inquisitorious program going, Sidious had to do it a little more uh, short term in the sense that he decided to go after existing Jedi instead. So Force-sensitive children were sort of the long-term plan for these Force-talented spies, but for the short run, it involved members of the Jedi Order who were dissatisfied with the Jedi High Council or the Jedi Order and their role in the Galactic Civil War against the Confederacy of Independent Systems, the Clone War, if you will. Some other Jedi were susceptible to being tempted to the dark side of the Force because of greed or selfishness or corruption, or even in some cases torture could be turned through torture to the dark side of the Force. Then, of course, the Republic eventually fell and became the Galactic Empire, and Vader found out pretty quickly about this whole Inquisitorious program. Sheev put him in charge of it for all intents and purposes. Sheev didn't see any of these Inquisitors as strong enough in the Force and in the Dark Side of the Force in specific to be a challenge to him, so they weren't necessarily Sith, unlike Darth Vader, who had the talent to potentially challenge him, and that's where the whole Master Apprentice and Rule of Two thing goes. So they weren't trained as apprentices to Darth Sidious slash Sheev Palpatine. Instead, they were given to Vader to train as Jedi hunters. And their purpose was to hunt down Jedi and either turn them if possible or kill them if not. Additionally, they were also tasked with hunting down political dissidents and rebels, like we saw in the Star Wars Rebels TV series, and also to find Force-sensitive children and kidnap them as well. And that's actually an important point that we haven't really talked about and we're going to swing back to later in the episode. 
From a structural organizational perspective, I mentioned that Darth Vader was put in charge of the Inquisitors. Over the Inquisitors themselves, there was a Grand Inquisitor, whom we've seen in a couple of different Star Wars storytelling things, most recently, of course, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. And underneath the Grand Inquisitor are a set of Inquisitors. So far, as many as 13 of them have appeared in various Star Wars media, and the Grand Inquisitor would make 14. Those sub-Inquisitors, if you will, all have names like second sister, third brother, third sister, etc., etc. They only have gone so far as a tenth one of these, so nobody knows and it hasn't been established how many Inquisitors there actually are or were, but based on the fact that they have repeated a third with brother and sister, there could be as many as 18 of them plus the Grand Inquisitor, but only 14 in total, including the Grand Inquisitor, have appeared in various Star Wars media. Underneath the Inquisitors are people who could just be best described as agents of the Inquisitorious who possibly aspire to be Inquisitors but haven't earned that rank yet. The only time there's been a reference to that has been in role-playing game source books, so there's not really a lot of detail there. And then underneath the agents are the Purge Troopers. So Purge Troopers are the last generation of clone troopers that came off the lines at Kamino. They are clone troopers who were created after the implementation of Order 66. The way we understand Purge Troopers right now is that they work in support of the Inquisitors. If they find Jedi, they're supposed to keep them occupied and help kind of beat them down until the Inquisitors can arrive and handle the Jedi once and for all. We haven't seen Purge Troopers as far as we can tell in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, I don't think, but if we have Inquisitors, which we do, then it seems fairly likely that we're gonna see Purge Troopers in the series as well. Now, when the Inquisitorious first started up, their headquarters was on Coruscant, but there was a whole situation that happened in the comics where a couple of Inquisitors seemed to go rogue and Darth Vader went on a chase around Coruscant and a couple of people got killed in the midst of all the foo-farah that happened. One of them was a senator for whom Palpatine had plans and was useful to whatever it was he's doing and Palpatine got mad about that. <laughs> and as a result, the Inquisitorious headquarters was moved off of Coruscant. That's how they ended up on Nur, the Waterworld planet that we see in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, most recently in the trailer which just as a reminder is also in the Mustafar system along with Mustafar, so it's in the same system where Vader has his castle. At this point, we have seen as many as four Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. That would be the Grand Inquisitor, Reva, who is the third sister, also somebody who appears to be the fifth brother, and one last Inquisitor who at this point is unknown, unnamed. We don't know what their brother-sister numbering situation is. One last thing I'll mention about the Inquisitors. So as I mentioned before, they're supposed to be weak in the dark side of the forest. Palpatine didn't see any of them as a threat to his rule of the Sith. So when Vader was put in charge of them, he was put in charge of training them as well. These were former Jedi, and so they had previously been taught to fight with more of a defensive mindset. And Vader had to teach them to become more offensive in their mindset. And as part of the training, unfortunately for the Inquisitors, a lot of them lost various limbs. As a result, Vader was chopping off limbs as object lessons to get them to really go on the offensive in terms of their fighting style. So, you know, there's that. 
too. So we might see a lot of cybernetic limbs <laughs> in some of these folks as well. Now to circle back on the thing that I mentioned at the top about how one of the jobs of the Inquisitorius was to find and kidnap Force-sensitive children. This comes to bear on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series because, of course, Obi-Wan is there guarding Luke Skywalker. And we've talked a little bit about how Obi-Wan might be leading the Inquisitorius away from Luke, but we haven't considered the possibility that the reason why they're on Tatooine is because somebody may have identified Luke as Force-sensitive, as a Force-sensitive child. Like, that possibility does exist, and that's not something that we necessarily considered as sort of an inciting incident for the show here. So I wanted to flag that for consideration because, yeah, <laughs> it's another reason why Obi-Wan might be getting involved in the Inquisitorius, why the Inquisitorius is actually on Tatooine in the first place. They may not just be hunting him, they may actually be hunting Luke Skywalker as well but not knowing <laughs> that they're hunting Luke Skywalker. And we've discussed the whole thing about how whatever happens on here, Tatooine can't be brought to the attention of Darth Vader, so whatever happens with that, the Inquisitorius have to leave Tatooine thinking that there's nothing for Vader to investigate there, and so that creates some interesting story possibilities, which we all have to look forward to and only have two months, uh, less than two months left to wait to find out what the deal is. But for now, <laughs> that is going to do it for this episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.